0: This is Cal here from 102.7, 107.9, and Cal's podcast of sports and randomness. In this week's interview, our second one this week, we're going to have interviews from the football game of the week between the Tipton Tigers and the Central High Bronx. And also, Friday night, we'll be covering a basketball game between the Blair Bronx ladies and boys against the Arapahoe basketball teams. That game will be on 107.9. And that Shelby will be on the call. When I say it's a family affair, Coach White, the younger cousin, Gerald's first year at Central High out there in Marlowe. Coach White from Central was also a player under Coach White for two championship teams. There was a lot going on for that game, just not just on the field. In our third interview for this podcast, we'll have the Smith family members. Coach Jimmy Smith and his daughter Cassie Smith are the coaches for the boys and girls basketball team. So guys, get ready for this interview, but first, head over to Facebook and look up CJ Clish Tactical Pins, made by Tuscan Steel, along with aerospace-grade aluminum, which has excellent strength and portability, can be used in an emergency, as well as protection in a scary situation, and help break a window if you're in a jam. I have one, and I love it. I lost it. Got three more coming on the way. Look up CJ Clish Pins on Facebook, and tell them we sent you. And now on to the podcast. Tiger! good morning coach good morning thanks for having me on oh no problem at any time so past two weeks you're off how was practice after getting cleared from all this
1: well uh it's weird to be honest with you you know we've last year we had a couple of weeks off right before uh playoffs started because we had teams uh, cancel they didn't have enough kids to play that was last year um so we're kind of used to not playing games but even last year we could still get out there and practice. You know, We had uh, an eight day, eight or nine day stretch that we weren't even able to practice. Um, we had about seven of our 20 kids that were quarantined and then I sent the other ones home for a few days out of precautionary just to make sure. And so we, we got back on the field last Thursday and we still only had about 13 kids out there or 14. So it was kind of weird but, um, It it kind of feels like you're starting the season over because kids are a little bit out of condition. Um, And just getting back in the groove and and rhythm of everything, especially offensively. You know, there's so much timing, uh, handoffs and and pass routes and even blocking schemes that uh, take a lot of timing. And so um, really spent a lot of time, you know, last Thursday and Friday just trying to get back into the flow of things, hitting your fundamentals. and, And then this week's felt... This week felt felt good, felt normal. Um, Monday we were still a little bit sluggish. Yesterday we put together pretty good practice. Um, We're kind of slowly trickling, getting some kids back in, out of quarantine. So still a little bit of a challenge, um, you know, knowing who for sure we're going to have on Friday and and then working in the the pieces um, going forward. But, you know, it's it's the year that we're in. Um, I told our guys when it kind of all hit two weeks ago that we've, we have been fortunate and lucky to be able to play seven games, and um, you know we're thankful that we're still out here playing football, and uh, thankful that the OSSA let's play this far, and that you know our school administration has, and um, so we're we it's it's just a really really weird year, and it's a uh, it's really challenging at times to get get a team ready to play on Friday night when. You know, you're just a phone call away from not playing on Friday nights. on On either side, you know, either team could could get a phone call, and then all of a sudden, you've got a game canceled or postponed or whatever it is. And so, um, I think I think every coach is, is and every player across the state's dealing with it. And it's 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 a struggle, but we try to keep it positive and keep a big perspective, um, a big picture perspective on it, and, and be thankful that we're still out there getting to play a game that we all love.
0: Like I said, you can play seven games already. Some schools haven't even played that much yet or close to it, so y'all have been lucky and blessed to been able to play that much. And, y'all, even regardless of the record, your district record is good, you would have made the playoffs regardless of the OSA ruling for everybody to make playoffs anyways.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, it's it's a different year, that's for sure. <laughs> I think everybody's ready for it to be over and, and in that regard, not, not that I'm ready for football season to be over, I'm not, we're ready for normalcy, but, um, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get that until.
0: You're gonna learn this from Coach Turbo didn't have this in the book for you, did he? In case of a pandemic, here's how you coach.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's really no rule book for it, and there's really no guidance, I mean, and that's on the school administration side of it, too, I mean, you know, we're getting advice and guidance from the health department and whatnot, but, uh, you know, every school in the state's just, just winging it this year as best as we can. So nobody really knows what to do.
0: Yeah, some states couldn't even play football, so we're lucky here in Oklahoma to be able to play football still. Yeah, that's true. So how much did this break help or hurt you during this time?
1: Well, you know, I don't know. I, right now I feel like it hurt. it's hurt us more than it's helped us. Um, we really weren't that banged up um, when we came in into practice. Uh, we met together on Monday uh, of the snyder game and that's kind of when everything went south uh, we didn't we didn't end up practicing that day uh, we were all in the locker room and that's when phone calls started happening um, we were pretty healthy after this real game um, we weren't banged up so I don't from that standpoint of it I guess'm I'm, I'm going to have a hard time seeing where it's helped us um, I think if anything now we're trying to play catch up and get back in rhythm because I felt like we were kind of hitting the groove i mean even though you know we had lost to empire we we did a lot of good things against empire we just turned the ball over and in some ways we controlled the game we moved the ball on them and we and we played well defensively and then we played really well against surreal so um it we had to have a break i don't really know that it was the ideal time to have the break um but it you know it, it is what it is if we can get get a game in this week and and get a playoff game next week and win one, then we can, I think, we can get that groove back going and the rhythm back going. And then, you know, who knows what happens after that? Roll of that. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, since you already made the playoffs, does the seeding matter now? I believe Empire and Warika are the, the top two teams in district, so they get a bye slash home field advantage. Does the playoff seedings matter now for you and the other teams?
1: Yeah, they do, a, a little bit. Um, I don't. I think Snyder still has a chance to get second in the district, unless I'm mistaken, since they're playing Warica this week. I think if they beat Warica, I think they'd be second since they both lost to Empire, and they both either lost or didn't play Central and Surreal. Um, but it does. I, I believe that Bray Dool has already said that they're not going to play in the playoffs, so... How it sits, whoever ends up third in our district would actually end up having a bye in the first round of the playoff game. Um, who ends up fourth is going to get strother. So um, you can look at that one of two ways. You can look at it as, hey, we got a bye in the playoffs, and you can advance. Or you look at it as, hey, we haven't played much, and we need to go play a football game. So uh, I, don't, I honestly don't even know where I fall on that. I, <laughs> it'd be nice to go ahead and advance in the playoffs. But since we had not played for two games, then... You know, you kind of need to go ahead and play. But I don't think, I think we're looking at fourth in our district. Um, I don't really know that there's a path for us to be third since we didn't play Snyder and Warica. Um, And I don't, you know, we don't really have a claim or an argument to be third in our district. So we've settled in for the fourth slot. You know, it looks like if we can beat Central uh, a Friday night that we would get Strother here and that first round of the playoff games, and then maybe go to Velma in the second round. Um, we're looking at right now as kind of what we think is going to happen, but obviously it's 2020. Anything could happen, <laughs> and I think the Warica Snyder game could could still a- affect us. Some, so.
0: One of my follow-up questions is, since you made playoffs, and even though you missed two weeks, will you pull back some of your starters just to be safe?
1: No, we'll play. Yeah, we're not going to hold anybody out. Uh, we-, we have to have reps, and. You know, we got to play. I mean, there's always a risk of injury, but uh, we're we're gonna go get after it as much as we can.
0: So business as usual, huh? Yes, for sure. They do need the refs. They do need to be on the field because it's it's crunch time now, and next week is possibly the last week they could play a game if they lose. Yep. So you, they want to get it in and make sure they're they're fresh and crisp and get this rust off them because I know when we were growing up, we didn't have the luxury of all the social media, so we probably would have gone outside and play but with Facebook and Instagram and all these high-tech video games, I'm sure a lot of these teenage kids wanted to sit inside and relax and enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I don't think uh, many of our boys did much running whenever they were away, and they didn't stay in shape exceptionally well. So, of course, a few of those days we were kind of iced in and they couldn't get out So, um, because of the weather. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of hard. It's hard for them to get out and play. And then, of course, some of them were quarantined, so they really couldn't go out and play with other people.
0: So. Well, one last question before I let you go. Are you related to Coach White up there in Central?
1: I am related. Brother? Yeah, yeah uh, that's kind of a, a side story on this whole game, I guess. Daryl G. was our uh, safety and quarterback um, for my first four years when I came back to Tipton. So uh, the defensive coordinator for him for the first three years, and then he was uh, he was our starting I took over in 2014. He was our quarterback in safety. So uh, needless to say, we're pretty close. I grew up, when, when I was going through high school, he was in elementary, and his older brother, Kerry, is the girls' basketball coach at Cash. And I've always said those two guys are more like brothers to me than cousins. We we grew up playing together, playing everything together, basketball, football, baseball, uh, outside at our houses, and video games and everything. So, And, we've you know, we've stayed close. We golf all the time. So... Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a little bit weird. Yes, obviously, I'm really proud of him and what he's doing over there and what they've done. And uh, you know, he's young, he's fresh out of college. He's going to be a, a really good coach. He's doing a really good job already. So, yeah, I mean, I'm outside of my immediate family. There's not many people in this world that I'm closer to than than Gene and Carrie. So, it, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting feeling, I guess.
0: Adds another element to this game, you know. Yeah the older relative, uh, and now the younger ones will be like, I want to show if I can keep up with him. And Tipton's still Tipton, and you're still Coach White, and you still have those those rings on your fingers that are very shiny still. So yeah. Everybody wants to come after you. For,
1: help, for about two of those, helping, <laughs> help them get them on our fingers. So, uh, yeah, that's, it. you know, the success he had, I think he was, I think he was like 41-1 and one as a starting quarterback for us, and his only loss was, a state championship game to Cherokee his junior year. So, uh we were undefeated with him in 2012 and 2014. And so and I I think his senior year he threw one interception. He he was a pretty good football player and he's it it's it's weird, you know, cuz a lot of those state championships and and two of the runner-ups, you know, he was a huge part of here. But it's good. Like I said, I'm I'm happy for him. Um you know, it it's still going to be fun.
0: I'm looking forward to this game on Friday at 7 o'clock at, uh, at Don Royal Stadium in Coach Kerbal Field. Coach White, I'm glad y'all guys get to play this week. Uh, we've been looking forward to it. And I don't know y'all are just as much as we are, or even more. We're, yes, for we're, sure. We're winding down. But we'll yeah. be there on Friday. We appreciate the spot out there. You bet. And thank you for your time. And uh, I'm going to talk to your cousin tomorrow, And but you have a good day, Coach.
2: All right. Thank you, sir. You too.
0: Bye all right that was our interview with coach white from tipton coming up is our interview with coach white from central high hey guys but first if you're in snyder head over to bait shop burgers for the best burgers in town with real handmade patties and homemade desserts and more google for menu 701 e street in snyder i've eaten there i can vouch for them one of the best burgers i ever had in my life that's bait shop burgers in snyder now on to our interview This is Cal here from 102.7, the big dog of classic rock and Cal's podcast of sports and randomness. On the phone with me, we have the head coach from Central High, Coach Gerald White. Good afternoon, Coach. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, So big week for you uh, in many, many ways. Last game of the year. I believe this is your first year coaching?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, first year. uh, I'm from Southwestern, graduated from Southwestern and got my first job here. Yeah.
0: So, how was your first year in coaching?
2: Uh, it's been it's been a it's been it's been real fun. Uh, I've enjoyed it a lot. Learned a lot of lessons along the way, but uh, so far it's been been really good.
0: What's your record right now?
2: Uh, we are three and six, I believe, or three and seven.
0: Are y'all gonna be in the playoffs, or did y'all opt out? If y'all if y'all weren't if y'all didn't qualify.
2: As of right now, we're gonna opt in. As long as we have enough guys to play, we plan on we plan on playing.
0: Uh, are you guys excited about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, kind of a opportunity to kind of learn and get that experience of being in the playoffs, which we probably wouldn't have had. So, yeah, they're 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 pumped
0: about it. So you said you had a losing record right now. How do you keep your players yeah. from from getting down on that? How do you keep them positive about continue on in the season?
2: Well, I think a lot of it's just these kids are. We have three seniors and like 10 sophomores, and uh, a lot of these sophomores, it's their first year to really get a lot of high school experience, and so I think they understand there's a learning process, and unfortunately, that's kind of resulted in losses for us, but uh, I think they know, they understand that there's growing pains that you have to go through to be a successful team, and you know, for us, that's been in the loss column, and we're just trying to get better and practice and on the field every, every, t- every chance
0: we get. So your first year in, learning curve not just for the players, but for you as well, learning how to adapt to coaching teams. And uh, you played on the eight-man football team. Did you play in college?
2: Uh, yes, I played. Uh, I got redshirted my first year and then four years at Southwestern and played on the defensive side at safety. But, so you
0: played 11-man in college, and then your first job was coaching eight-man football. Was that an adjustment for you?
1: Uh, I think the adjustment's just
2: kind of getting used to coming back to eight-man. You know, I'd never been exposed to 11-man when I went up to college, but, you know, when you're up there for five years, you learn a lot, and then just the competitiveness of college and trying to gear it back down, not necessarily dumb it down, but, uh, you know, you've obviously got to adjust to to the skill level a little bit. I mean, you can't make kids do stuff in high school that you can make them do in college. And, you know, I think just getting yourself to see that and understand that is kind of one of the bigger adjustments you have to make. Uh, but there's a lot of good things you can take from that experience of being at college and knowing what it takes to compete at high levels and again play against the best to bring that attitude and bring that to these kids here.
0: What was like walking out the first time as a head coach?
2: Honestly, I – I was kind of surprised, but it didn't really feel feel very different, you know. I, I guess I've just been playing the game for so long that it just, I don't know, maybe it'll dawn on me after the season's over, but it just hasn't really hit me yet. I guess I'm grateful for that. I don't know. Maybe maybe I wish it would.
0: You have a sibling that coaches basketball? Yeah. And this week and you're traveling in, in yeah. cash, yep. The, the, the girls' basketball coach, I believe, right? Yes. And now you travel to Tempton where everything comes into play a little more, you were part of a few championship teams at Tipton, a quarterback you played under your cousin, who was, not, who was still the head coach, Coach White. How are you feeling about coming back home?
2: Uh, it, it's been looking forward to this one all, all year. I mean, it's just a cool opportunity to go back, go back home and, you know, kind of uh, be able to compete with them. Uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for what they do over there. A lot of what I do now is, has come from the coaches that are there and the teachers that are there. So they've had a big impact on uh, kind of my career path and kind of how I go about teaching kids how to play football and, you know, how to be better kids in life, you
0: know. Your, your cousin, Coach White was really – he sounded excited about it. Uh, he said you probably were too. You played underneath them. You won a couple championships. And you were a leader on that team. <clears throat> so obviously you didn't have a problem coaching – this first year because you were, you know, you, you were a quarterback and you went to college, so you have a, a good understanding of how to be, how to lead, and you've taken that to these young men, and you're going to turn around this program in a few years. You you know, you're going to lead them to the playoffs, and you got a bunch of young guys on your team. You have nowhere to go but up now for Central.
2: Yeah, so, I think that's that's kind of the beauty of it, and that's kind of what we've been preaching to these guys. It's like, hey, it's just a, a almost like a second second birth or just a, Breath that fresh air. That you know, whatever we did this season, good or bad, let's throw it out the window and start zero zero. Come next week, if we get that opportunity. So, I, I think that's really rejuvenated the kids here, and it's been good for us in coaching them because you know they know they have another opportunity. Whereas, you know, you get middle of the season and know you're not making the playoffs. This kind of, you know, you don't want to lose kids to having that feeling as well. We're not going anywhere. Let's get ready for basketball. So been pretty
0: fortunate well that's good to hear well coach um it was nice to finally get a hold of you and talk to you uh, we'll be calling game the game this friday and hopefully in the, we get to cover y'all next year as well good luck to you and your team friday night as you travel to tipton and good luck in the playoffs as well if y'all decide to go and play
2: i appreciate it
0: uh the game will be on if your people can't make it it'll be on 102.7 or okay. N- Network One, the number one, network one So thank you again for your time and you have a good day, sir.
2: Thank you, you too.
0: That was Coach White from Central High. Coming up next is our interview with both Cassie and Jimmy Smith for the Blair Bronx Boys and Girls basketball team. Their season starts this Friday. You can listen to the game on 107.9 and network1sports.com. But first, of you're in Blair before the game, or maybe even after, head down to the Backdoor Steakhouse in Blair. They support all our era youth sports. That's Backdoor Steakhouse in Blair. Now on to the interview. <laughs> this is Cal here from 102.7, the big dog of classic rock, and Cal's podcast of sports and randomness. And on the phone with me, I have the Blair Bronx basketball coaches for the boys and girls. Coach Jimmy Smith and Cassie Smith. Good afternoon, guys.
3: Good afternoon. Hey.
0: Are y'all excited about the uh, basketball season started?
3: Yes,
4: especially with COVID. We didn't know if we were going to be able to make it this far, and we're, uh, we're really excited that we have, and hopefully we can keep it going.
0: I talked to Coach Armstrong, your yes. baseball coach, and he was letting me, giving me an update during baseball season about how the sophomore girls had to shut down for a little bit, and he was worried about his team. So I get y'all were really nervous because if they were already having issues, it could have trickled down to basketball season. Yeah, sure, it
4: sure, sh- sure could have. Yes, and uh, we've been lucky; we've had some kids on quarantine, but no, no basketballers have come down with COVID yet. So,
0: and basketball's uh, such a
3: uh, we're
4: hoping for the best,
0: and such a close sport, as in the kids being around each other that it could happen at any time, unfortunately.
4: Yes, that's that's one of the things. And, you know, it's not outside like baseball and softball. It's inside, and, you know, we haven't had a game yet. We've had some elementary games, but, um, you know, we'll see how it goes here this fir- the first couple weeks.
0: Uh, I covered you all a, a few times last year, and I'm looking at the roster, and I see a couple returning starters on there for both the boys' and girls' team. Uh... Y'all didn't really lose much on the girls' team, did you, uh, Coach Smith?
3: No, we didn't. Uh, we uh, what, we lost maybe three or four. Uh, one of them was a starter, but I got four of my returning starters back this season, so we're looking to still be competitive, or five remaining starters, so we're looking to be competitive.
0: Real quick, one of the names is Kaylin Sosito?
3: Yes.
0: Sorry, did I pronounce that right? Yes. Perfect. Yeah, I always have a – always when I mess up a name on air, you bet I get a message from somebody saying – it's pronounced this way.
3: <laughs> yeah, and Karen Zalcedo is actually hurt right now. She has a fracture, so she's in a boot right now until uh, the game's right before Christmas. So she'll be out for a little bit.
0: Oh, I bet that's going to bother her. Yes.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's tough.
0: And, and I was impressed how y'all played last year. Y'all are in a tough district. Last year y'all were in a tougher district with the Duke teams, boys and girls. Uh, they lost a lot of starters and whatnot. So in my opinion, this district is kind of wide open. And, yeah, uh, for and, sure. And
3: time, yeah, and the season before last, the girls only won four games, and last season we won thirteen. And so I'm looking to still stay competitive and win. I've got I've got a pretty young team this year. We have five freshmen and three sophomores and what one senior. So we're pretty young, but we're you know I'm hoping for some experience and still stay competitive and win some games. So
0: yeah, every game I've seen y'all play, y'all were competitive against yeah. the Tiptons and the Dukes and, and and the the tournament over here at the college. You had your team playing hard every game towards the very end. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember looking at the roster and telling Shelby, like, my goodness, this is a young team.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're really young, but they want to win and they want to be out there. So that's all I can really ask for.
0: Who is one player or players on your team where the the other teams are going to game plan around?
4: Well, um, you know, inside last year, Carter Torres was a big force inside. He had a couple of games. One game he went for 40-something, and a couple other games he went for 20 and 30. So he's kind of going to be a force inside. And then I've got four or five guards outside that, that are all about the same, that can really play. We're kind of like the girls. I had, I had one senior last year, and I've got one senior this year, and we're all, we're all sophomores and, and juniors. And so, you know, we've got a lot, of, a lot of pieces out there. But, you know, as far as, as really any one dominant person, you know, inside
3: Carter has been, but outside they can all, you know, contribute.
0: I know you have some big guys on the, the team too. Self, I remember Self was one of your, your, your bigs down low.
4: Yes. Uh, he was a big uh, – one of our post players, Jared, Jared Self, is one of our one of our taller kids and Hunter Miranda was sophomore and Hunter ended up uh, doing a great job as a, as a freshman last year inside and playing inside and he's uh, he's improved this greatly improved this year so we're expecting good things out of him and Jared's the only senior on the team so uh,
0: on your roster you have Ricky Benna, Benamondi oh
4: Ricky Benamondi yeah Ricky's a new uh, he was here last year he's been here but he just decided to come out this year and he plays well, he's not in the starting lineup, but he, he does a good job defensively. So, yeah, I forgot about Ricky. Ricky's a
0: good kid. I'm, I'm looking forward to this team. I, w- I was impressed last year as well, seeing them play, seeing them stay competitive, and, of course, you always had that Rhett Tutton at the very end. That always Right now when I brought it up, I got goosebumps. I can still see him running down the court with his three fingers in the air after shooting a three-pointer.
4: Yeah, yeah, Rhett graduated yep. last year. He calls me on the phone every once in a while. and Talks to me about basketball, but we're really going to miss him. The kids really loved him and, and took care of him, and, and he was a special kind of kid. You don't have very many of those come along in your, in your coaching career, but Rhett was a really special kid, and the kids all loved him. And, and other teams' fans, uh, you know, reacted to him well and, and other teams, and, and it was really fun having him out there. Yes,
0: sir. I know your last game. I know you don't talk about last year, but I called – your game last year in Chattanooga in the uh, regionals. And that game, to me, I don't really like to, to bash officials. I'm not really bashing them, but the calls didn't go y'all's way the whole game. I remember looking up, and y'all were in double bonus. The other team was in double bonus, and y'all barely had two or three fouls. The other team only had two or three fouls the whole game for that first half. I was really, To me, I was really blown away how you kept your team in the game with, with all the foul trouble.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I was doing the same thing. I looked up there at the scoreboard in the third quarter and they called a foul and it was the second foul or first foul of the third quarter and they only had one the whole first half. So there was two fouls in three quarters for yeah. them and
0: I thought, goodness. You can't keep a rhythm and flow of your team when you got a sub guys in and out and the stop of play. Uh, I, I try not to be a homer too much, but I am here for y'all and the other small schools and I was really trying not to let my emotions Get the best of me on the radio because I was losing my mind inside. <laughs> so, I was like, "Oh my goodness, how do, this wasn't fair!" I believe if it weren't for the foul calls, y'all could have made it to area. Well, yeah.
4: we we were we were thinking we had a good shot at it, and and uh, you know we just went out there and, and played the best we can, and we're going to try to do that this year. And if things
0: fall right, maybe maybe we'll get lucky and do it. I don't think it's going to be luck this year. I think you have the talent and the depth to do it this year. Especially when you had all these freshmen and all sophomores, juniors. Uh, your sophomores, you juniors now. Y'all had a, another. You had a year to grow, get better, get bigger, get stronger. I'm looking forward to, to your season.
4: Yes, uh, yeah. They they they've come on and improved. It's hard to tell, you know, right now because we haven't played any. But through the scrimmages, and even though we, you know, co- COVID cut down our summertime, uh, they've grown up and they've gotten a little bit stronger and, uh, you know, just a little bit uh, more experienced. Uh, helps a lot when freshmen become sophomores and sophomores become juniors. They start uh, seeing seeing some things that they didn't see before.
0: Same question for you, uh, Coach Cassie Smith. About your, do you have one player on your team that they're going to game plan around?
3: Uh, yeah, I yeah. got my sophomore Kylie Johnson. Uh, she can drive to the basket. She's a great ball handler. She can score anywhere on the floor. Um, she did a lot for us last year as a freshman. I mean, offense ran around her as a freshman. So. We're looking to be about the same. And, you know, when Karen Salcito comes back, she is my point guard. Kaylin is the one kid I look to that knows where to be at all times, what to do, make sure everyone else knows what they're doing, kind of like a floor general. That's what Kaylin Salcito is for me. She's she's one that leads us. And uh, Kinsey Wears inside, she's a good post threat for us. Uh, I can always count on her to rebound the basketball and score right there in the paint. For the freshman, I got one little freshman, Autumn Torres. I'm looking to replace my outside shooter that graduated. I'm hoping Autumn can step up and hit some outside shots for us and help us be a good threat on offense. So
0: you all made it to regionals last year or did y'all yes. just...
3: Yeah, we made it to the first round of regionals. We lost the Wild Wolf, or we beat Wild Wolf in districts and lost to Duke and then had to play Grandfield in regionals and uh, we come up short. So
0: Your team was young as well. And
3: yes, yeah. Um, I we're all my like I said, Kyle Johnson was a freshman last year and she was Leading scorer in majority of my games, so it was kind of hard to get her to step up into that role in playoffs and really lead us like that. So
0: last year you had a the bench too. I remember that you had Sensible coming off the bench, and it seemed like y'all never lost a step with her as well.
3: Uh, yeah, Sensible. She she does a lot for us. Uh, she she's good at getting rebounds, and she's a good little shooter in the corner. I can always rely on her to knock down a shot when I need one. So yeah, she came off. She came off. She started last year, and she came off the bench some too. But, yeah, she's a a good outside shooter. This year she'll probably be in the post more. Um, I'll really rely on her for rebounds and being another post threat because, like I said, I have a lot of freshmen that are pretty decent and can come out and play, but they're they're, they're smaller, so they won't be inside. So they'll have to be guards.
0: And for both of y'all, when when somebody says, oh, it's a young team, some people use that as an excuse to say they're uh, not talented. But (laughs) in all all honesty, both of y'all had both a young team where the talent was there but the the game knowledge was still growing and still being developed where now that y'all had that one oh, year okay, and y'all had that one year y'all are better with the same core pretty much.
3: Right yeah like, yeah, like you said they just lack the, the experience and that's what I'm hoping they continue to do because with their talent they're, they do exactly what we ask them to boys and girls I've noticed with the boys too they, you know, they do exactly what we tell them to and they know their roles we
0: just need a little bit more experience. That's just what we're lacking in. And same goes for you too, uh, Coach uh, Jimmy Smith. Your team was young, and but now you have another whole year to develop. You had that year to develop and get better and get stronger. And this district is wide open, in my opinion. I saw I saw the Lone Wolf team and the old Lusty teams. Lone, the Lone Wolf girls—they're they, undermanned and they, they don't have the numbers to pull. So, not to be mean or sound disrespectful, they're not going to be a threat to the basketball season. The Olusty girls look pretty look pretty good. They were a shorter person there, but they're still only a seven- to eight-man team. So their depth isn't there. Once you get them in foul trouble or they get tired, that's when the teams like, like y'all and the Dukes and the Tiptons can run them out of the gym. For the boys' team, they had a, a young man in Olusty who, who who scored 47 in the game. And Lone Wolf Coach Jackson has his team playing like nonstop. Those guys' motor did not stop Friday night. So I'm looking forward to this basketball season. This seems really it's going to be really intense this year, Where there's not one dominant team where all these teams could represent this area in state. So I'm going to ask you all one last question before I go. I know y'all are uh, people of many hats out there and Blair coach Jimmy Smith. How's it feel to have your, your daughter as your peer out there?
4: Yeah, i uh, tell you what, it's, it's really nice um, during her game. Um, we both uh, Mr. Zach- Rod Zachary is our assistant and he assists both of us. So during the girls game, I get to sit back and kind of watch uh, Cassie coach and just kind of kind of look at the things and, and during game time, I try not to butt in too much every once it's kind of hard every once in a while, but I try to just let her go and then we talk about things at night and it's we've done that our whole lives. Uh, her older brother played and, and when we got home, he played for me and we replayed games and I sat on the bench during the girls when Cassie played and we replayed games. So it's kind of the same thing, except we're, we're, uh, we're uh, doing the same thing, but I'm really proud of the job that she does and the enthusiasm that she brings to the girls program. And, and, you know, it's just special having your daughter there and watching her grow as a coach and as a person and, and being able to share that with her.
0: what about you, Cassie?
3: I, I enjoy it. You know, like you said, I, we grew up around this. You know, my dad coached us. Me and my brother grew up, and it's all I really know. And so to continue to do that and follow in my dad's footsteps and have him there to encourage me and, you know, kind of lead me down this path of being a great coach, it, it means more to me than he'll ever know. I, I enjoy it so much. I wouldn't want to do anything else.
0: Oh, that's awesome to hear. Uh, I lied. That wasn't my last question. Um, what is, <laughs> is your fight song? Uh,
3: Hail to the
4: Bronx
0: out of the Bronx. Is that like on YouTube or anything?
4: No, it's not. We need to get it out there, though. Yeah, we have it. We just don't really know the tune to it. My wife's not, my wife's not an athlete and she is a musician. She can sing and she can read music and so she sings it to uh, some of the little kids that she's an aide here and she sings it to them. So we may have to get her to record it.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I was going to ask uh, if I could put the fight song to start the interview, but there's no fight song for me to play. so. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll I was supposed to some generic basketball music. <laughs> yes. Well, Coach Smiths, I appreciate the time that y'all, y'all gave for us over here to record this interview. We'll be there Friday, hopefully. Shelby has to go to Oklahoma City for a doctor's appointment. So if she comes back, she will be there. If not, we'll make it up another time to be out there. But we plan on being there quite often. Uh, we're going to cover two games a week for uh, out here in this area. So we'll be out there a lot. You'll be seeing us, and hopefully you don't get tired. Of us.
4: <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. We appreciate you guys and the coverage that, that y'all give us, and, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing
0: you. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Y'all guys have a great day. You, you too. too. Bye. All right, that was the interview with Coach Smith, Cassie, and Jimmy Smith. They're Blair Bronx Boys and Girls Teams. Start their season Friday at 6.30 in Blair against Arapahoe. You can listen to the game on 107.9 and NetworkWinSports.com. Also on Friday night on 102.7 and NetworkWinSports.com, the Tipton Tigers will be hosting Central High. We have a busy day here at the radio station to cover both these games. I hope you enjoyed the interviews. Thank you to all the coaches who took time out of the day. If you're looking to be sponsored this podcast, please call our sales team at 580 580- 580 to 1555. Once again thanks for listening, this is Cal signing off.